Welcome back to another edition of the ALG podcast. I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Today we have a really special episode. We're doing one of our roundtables. Today's edition is men's mental health. Ladies, don't tune out because there's going to be a lot of information here. But personally, I think that men's mental health is something that's not talked about enough in in uh, you know in regular conversation. So we're going to try to break down a couple barriers today. Um, as always, I am John Arpino. I am joined by my partner in crime, David Roden, fit underscore DRock on Instagram. And today we have two very special guests, uh, Chance Lorenzi, otherwise known as Fat Chance Trying, and my man, London Papa Michael. It's London Bro on Instagram. Welcome back to the show, guys. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, brother. Of course. London, what's going on? Hey, fellas. Um, it's awesome to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. So, okay. I, I got I got a chance. I got to start out with it. So, because you're in Canada, you get outside, what, once every three days, four days? Winter? I, I, you know, I shoot, I shoot for once a day, but, you know, if it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once twice a week is, is, is once or twice a week is fine. And, and and London lives in Cali, so he just lives outside. Life is good. Life is good. <laughs> so, gentlemen, I got to be honest. Um, when me and David were putting together tonight's show, you know, when we discussed doing men's uh, mental health, the first two individuals that popped into my mind were you two. Um, you know, I really think that both of you individually do a really outstanding job with kind of breaking down those barriers of, of being okay with talking about men's mental health. Why that is such a, I don't, I, I don't want to say taboo, but there is something stigma. about, yeah, a stigma, something about men sharing with other men, what the hell is going on upstairs? I mean, why, what is, why is that? Feel free to chime in. <laughs> I'd say, you know, it, it comes from, you know, it comes from how things, you know, have been, you know, there's a, there's an old school mentality when you think about the old school guy actors like Paul Newman, you know, and he had such a cool aura about him, but then some way we lost our way with like the way that standard was of being a hardworking guy, an honest dude, a kind guy doing stuff for the community. You know, it's amazing what uh, his brand has done with the food stuff and all that all goes to charity. I mean, how fucking cool is that? Yeah. But somewhere along the line, we lost our way. And I'm all about being tough and holding strong. But if you can't let out those demons inside by ha finding out how you can let loose of those, they're going to eat you from the inside out. And I don't know exactly how it happened, but, you know, and then each time you become a father, right, you're always trying to take what you learned and what you didn't like and then mold that into your son, hopefully. But we really lost our way along the way, but it's really cool to see how it's finally changing a little bit and people like us are having this conversation and I'm really proud of that. Chance, you were going to chime in before. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that um, almost exactly what uh, London was saying there. It's that old school mentality where you have to be tough. You can't say anything, suck it up. I, I come from a very rural area out in the country every guy's some sort of hard worker right mm -hmm. farmer mechanic it's stereotypical hard working blue collar type of people so it was shut up and be a man from right. the day you were from the day you're born you you put on a pair of skates you get out on the ice you fall down don't don't cry shut the hell up mm -hmm. 
get back out there and score goals. Right. So it, it was just brought up like that. But then again, uh, like what Lana was saying, like it, it it's passed down generational, right? Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the way, we 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 stopped taking the good things and would only bring in those bad toxic behaviors. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, my parents were this, my parents were that. No, 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 no. We're not playing the blame game. We're taking it upon ourselves to break those standards, break those things right. and leave all that toxicity behind us. And yeah, no, we can we... do that. We can do that and we can be masculine. We can be tough. It, it, it doesn't make us less, less manly to actually give a fuck about ourselves and the people around us. No, I mean, I, I mean, I've never see it's strange because again, like, like both of you have said, it's a generational thing. It's, it's something that's passed down. So like, I come from a very old school Italian family, you know? So like guys don't really talk about their feelings, what's bothering them. I've never really had a conversation with my own dad about, Hey dad, this is bothering me. Why is this bothering me? Like what's going on? But again, I kind of look at men's mental health, especially now is more of a manly conversation to have. You know what I mean? Like, I think the definition of a true man is, is someone who, you know, is not just physically tough, but mentally tough, but not afraid to share, you know, what's bothering him on the inside. I mean, that's just me. I mean, David, what about you? You know, growing up where you kind of taught, Hey, shut up, take it, you know, be a man. Um, I guess, yeah. Cause my perspective is the, the classic issue. There's nothing wrong with the course actionable outlet. The biggest issue to me is living outside of reality. And then what happens is in, from my perspective is especially the, like men out there. Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And they're not like, there's a difference between having a coarse exterior of like, Hey, don't let this affect you. I need to keep moving forward. But then there's a whole different level of just like living outside of reality and like, all right, you're 400 pounds. You have all this going on and you say you're fine. Yeah. You're not fine. Right. <laughs> and like being able, I think there's power in, in acknowledging faults. Mm-hmm. And that is something that men among uh, most people just have a hard time just even acknowledging. It's like, hey, I'm struggling here. I'm trying to figure this out. I have no idea what to do because it's like the classic manly approach. I, I never, I never had that to be honest in my upbringing, but it was because I, I definitely experienced, I guess one of the things that's interesting in the 29 years I've been alive, I've witnessed my dad cry five times, Mm -hmm. six now, not because he doesn't, like he he puts it on a coarse exterior but i don't, I don't know it, it, i guess it's always so interesting too because it's like everyone has their own experience with their father or didn't because like for example my dad my dad's dad died when he was 12 right. and so like he never his we would always have the conversation that hey i don't know i i had the best experience with my father because i always experienced my father as the superman I never, cause you always see your dad as Superman until you're 12, oh, yeah. 13, 14, 15. And then all of a sudden you hit 17, 18, 19, early twenties. Now you're like, come on, dad. Yeah. Like, and, and my dad always said, Hey, I don't know what's going on here because I only know my dad is Superman. And so we, he, but he's humble enough to have those conversations with me. Not every man will have those kind of conversations. Right. So yeah, London, of course. 
And back to that original question, you know, through the, the test of time in the beginning, you know, the man has always been the provider. And then the way life changes, there's more and more pressure on us as men because there's more opportunities in life. Before it was like, oh, just find food and protect us. Then it's like, oh, buy a home and get a job and protect us and be cool. Then it's like, oh, now you can travel and then you throw in technology and there's more and more opportunities. So as a man, you gotta be able to be good at all this stuff, you know? Right. And and it's awesome being a man and I'm not complaining, but like, you gotta make sure you look good, but like not too good. You gotta be in shape, but not too good a shape. You gotta be great in bed, but not last too little, but not last too long. You gotta be able to do this and do funny, but not too funny. You gotta have a good family. You right. gotta be able to pay for everything, mm -hmm. you know? And there's just it, that pressure, at, you gotta have a cool social media, you know? You gotta know how to talk, but not talk too much, you know? And that just builds and builds. And there's so much pressure if you allow it, you know, and it can consume you, it can distract you, it can hurt you, man. And uh, I think uh, all, all four of us here are all guilty of that in some ways. Oh, yeah. And it's understandable. And uh, I think it's cool to be talking about that, you know? A thousand percent. So in, how do I want to word this? When, for you guys, did you kind of realize that you were stuck, stuck in that toxic trait of like, I need to be this stone cold manly man at all times because I, I think for at least for me off the cusp, like for me, mental health, the stigma of talking about it, man, I didn't start talking about my mental health probably late teens, early 20s when I really broke it down and understood why I was the way that I was. So like, what was the turning point for you guys to kind of look yourselves in the mirror and be like, hey, man, like there's a wall here and it needs to come down or else I can't fix anything else in my life. Go ahead, Chance. Chance, you froze. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> listening, waiting my turn here. Um, I guess for, for me, um, I, I knew it as a teenager, didn't say anything, played the fool, drank a lot. Um, 2008 would have been my first suicide attempt, early 20s, went through therapy, bunch of stuff. Then I just ran away from my problems and went and decided to make a bunch of, bunch of money. I did that. And then the money ran out. I became depressed, still wouldn't talk about my issues, knew I had them, but wouldn't say nothing about it. Next thing you know, I ended up 600 pounds lying on my bed that was lying on the floor, not even on a, on a bed frame. So that's when it really sunk in. And I think it was David here just recently talking about like, we, we actually had to like face that stuff. And once, once I actually started facing that stuff and admitting that I had this problem, a lot more of my issues seemed to go away. Right, because they were out there. I they were out in the open. I I I couldn't run from them anymore, and I obviously needed to make a drastic, drastic change. I, I know for and 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 then with with being open about it, I've encouraged others now. I mean, I I still struggle from time to time. I'm not perfect. No one is. But I, I, yeah, that to me was the ultimate, like I'm lying 600 pounds on a mattress on the floor. Holy shit, bro. You need to do something with your life. You need to realize that you have issues. You can't be the toughest 
badass around because you can't even wipe your ass so you're not you're not looking too tough right at the moment yeah you're not looking i think that's one of the because like if, if we were just asked like what's the most toxic part of the masculine um or like the the stigma of like manly like poor minds poor mental health of of men i would say it's the the grit it and shut up and just figure like that i think is one of the biggest detriments because how like just having dropping the ego to acknowledge the fact of hey i don't have this figured out i just know what i'm doing is not working i need some help right like i think that's the hardest thing with men is like just just stepping back and saying i don't know i need help Mm -hmm. i think i think that's massive London, what about you? What what was kind of like that turning point for you to kind of look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you know, I got to I got to cut the shit like I can't I can't be this stone cold guy, you know, 365 days a year. I'd say when my mom passed, it was a big eye opening experience for me of like, you know, you got to face your demons, mm-hmm. you know, because you could end up like your mother, you know, because obviously life's starting to beat the hell out of you. Life just beat the hell out of your mom and it killed her. So what can you do to overcome this? And it's time to figure it out. You know, and you ultimately have two choices in that situation where uh, you uh, you decide to stand tall and slowly move forward or you stand in that dark hole and you ultimately you end up dying, whether right. it's uh, quickly uh, or slowly. And I didn't initially do it, though, like for me standing tall, I didn't do it for myself. Mm-hmm. I did it for my sisters. And that was my driving force. And then I ultimately ended up started doing this for myself and ultimately others. Right. So I see you brought up a really good point. You know, you either start kicking the shit out of it or it starts kicking the shit out of you. And what seems to be to me, the problem with this is that if you let this problem of not expressing yourself as a man build, it starts to kind of peek its head out in normal life situations where it should never be, you know, in your love life in your relationship with your family, in the relationship with yourself, you know, and you don't even, you don't even know what's going on. You know, it's, it's like one day you're this really, let's say nice, you're this really nice, happy go lucky dude. And the next, you know, the next thing, you know, you're just this evil, cold hearted, but you don't mean to be, you know what I mean? Like I've watched good friends of mine, you ever see that meme of like Homer Simpson where he's like backing up into the bush? You know what I'm talking about? So oh, like yeah. I've seen friends of mine dig themselves into such a hole that they back up into that bush and they, they're not who they were before. And they don't want to talk about it. You know, I'm the type of friend who's like, hey, David, you all right? Like, you're off. What's going on with you? You know, like, let's talk about it, buddy. Like, what what's on your plate? And I feel like so many of us guys are just, we don't want to give up what's on the plate, mm-hmm. you know, because when we have something and this is just a man's mentality, when we have something, it's ours. We're not giving it up, whether it's good, bad or indifferent. Fuck you. This is my problem. You know, like you can't help me. Why would I let you help me? Nobody helps me. So how if you were to converse with somebody who is kind of in that that dark hole, of not just reaching out, they don't want to reach out to somebody. What is some piece of advice that you could give them to start that conversation? Chance, what, 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 could, what could you say to somebody to just open the door of, hey, I have, you know, I'm dealing with some stuff? Um, if, if, if it was me, um, 
saying if if I wanted to reach out to somebody if I was dealing with that stuff, <clears throat> I guess just be straight up and honest. Nine times out of ten, unless you're unless I shouldn't say unless, but nine nine times out of ten, you're going to get good feedback from anybody because mm-hmm. people generally aren't assholes. Even the people that are assholes aren't really assholes in right. my opinion. Like I. Well, just this past fall, I, I was away working and I was having a hard time out there because my supervisor deals with a lot of the same mental health issues I deal with. Mm-hmm. So he's a cranky, ignorant, mean, vindictive, dark person. Right. But he's genuinely a good guy. But instead, he drinks his a with it healthy through meditation this that and the other mm-hmm. so i was having a bad day and i just went up to him i'm like yo boss i i i'm off i need to like you're the one who's put me here mm-hmm. because of the way you're acting there's no need for it you know we're all just trying to get along and i we're acting childish you're you're you're, you're bringing everyone down so i was just straightforward and it was it was very well received by him um, I encouraged him, you know, to deal with his issues, but that's a choice he has to make on his own, right? Like I, you can't force someone to deal with their shit either. Right. Right. As far as I'm concerned. See, it's, it's always so fascinating to me on this subject. Cause like, I'm just gonna be real. Isn't it fascinating that you got four guys on here and even trying to articulate the conversation of, a healthy quality mental health is difficult. Like right now we're all like balancing this freaking game of what do we say? How do we say it? And just even this conversation as a whole is being very, we talk about weight loss. If all of us went into weight loss right now, it'd be like, Oh yeah, just rip it out. Like this is easy. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just kind of talk about it. Keto carnivore calories. We can just kind of rip it out. But when it comes to the quality of mental health in men, especially there's just like this friction and I don't know if you guys feel it too. It's just like, how do we say this? What do we say this like? And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a nuanced territory that isn't talked about a lot. Um, I just find it fascinating. People feel, I mean, in my opinion, people feel like if you're talking about your mental health, there's a judgment on your character, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, there's something wrong with you. Oh, you have anxiety. Oh, you're depressed. Oh, there's something wrong with you, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's just not the case. No, we're fucking human, you know? Things are, guys, if you're, if you're listening to this, things are allowed to bother you, you know, things are allowed to piss you off. You're allowed to be disappointed. You're allowed to feel like, you know, the world is crumbling in, but at the same time, you don't have to go at it alone. You know, like, I mean, listen, I was 500 pounds, you know, chance was over 500 pounds. David, you were fat. You know, you were 400 pounds. Wait, this, you know, wait, yeah. wait okay. did you just see this? See, yeah. now he's downplaying mine. And then he's going to get to, he's going to get to London and go, London, you're just kind of. You're like, immaculate. You're, like, immaculate. You're, you're just, you're, you're a Greek God, but no. But, but hold on. That's, that's a key point right there though. What you're doing. Like, yes. we're, you, like you, exactly. you don't mean anything, but so you might look at me and be like, oh, well, it's cool. It's all figured out. Thank you. Know, you. Dude, man's in shape. Hold up folks. That's yeah. not the case. I still struggle every right. single day, but the, some finding out what the keys are for you 
And the more I do what's good for me, I explore those options. I try those conversations mm-hmm. or I explore those conversations. I'm setting up a blueprint that works for me, that sets me up. The problems don't stop everyone. There's never, you will never wake up in life and have a perfect moment of clarity. I don't care if you're married to Margot Robbie, you got a fat bank account and people like you, you will still struggle because you're a human being. But the more you can do things that are good for you, it is easier to fight the dark side. And by doing these things and by having these conversations with yourself, with others, and embracing the fact that, look, I know you deserve to have love and I know you deserve to have money because you've worked so hard, but sometimes life doesn't work that way. But if you can stay the course and find a way to love yourself and look yourself in the mirror and make an intention and say, I'm never gonna ever give up and honor that, you'd be surprised where it can take you in life. But I'm struggling every day I wake up and I'm like, fuck this, you know, like I'm not miserable, but I fight those things, man. My roommate just gave me a 30 days notice out of nowhere. I'm like, and we're doing construction in my place. So I'm dealing with that and I got to find a new place to live. I don't have as many clients as I would like. I'm not as successful as I want to be. I still feel lonely. I still miss uh, the touch of a woman. I've been single for a while. Like I still got other, I don't have it all figured out because I'm in shape and I work with Steve Weatherford. No, but I've done good things that I'm proud of and I'm continuing to find things that are good for me. So I don't stay in that dark place for too long. Actually, I was about, I'm about to ask on that. Chance, go first on this. What is like your favorite per? Because again, I think when it comes to mental health and when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's so individualized. I think because like every what what people enjoy, what people get out of out of this. Um, what has been your favorite strategies when it comes to like when you feel like things are getting like stressful and you're kind of free, like what's like your go to way to kind of dig yourself out of those holes? Um. It's talking. Mm. It's literally talking it out. I've made numerous different Instagram posts where I say this page is more of my diary than anything else. And if I'm having a shit day, I will post about it. Sometimes I'll leave the comments on. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes I don't want to talk to people, but I just find getting it out there, letting someone know whether it's my wife, whether it's social media, whether I phone up my counselor and, and talk with her for an hour. If I bottle that shit up, it's going to, it's going to explode. And, and that's not going to be pretty because I, I've done that and it, it didn't get me anywhere. Yep. So being open, being honest and just talking about it, like, like actually making the words come out of my mouth or onto a keyboard. That's, that's how I deal with it. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I guess in some ways, like, journaling journaling is one for mm-hmm. people that they do i just journal to the masses or to family members i guess in a way yeah 100 percent. yeah and i'm much like chance i mean i've always stated this too my instagram is my diary it's my journal you know and, I, and i'm gonna put every feeling that i have behind the things that i post but you know i can't even lie when i say when i'm going through shit um one of the first people I really hit up is actually London all the time. If I'm going, if I'm really going through like something that I really, I need to express, I don't know what I'm doing. I first, one of the first people I hit up is London. And I, I don't know really how that stemmed, you know, London, but I remember something in particular. I don't know off the top of my head what it was, but I remember just knowing in my mind, Hey, for some reason, I know I can hit up London. And if I just express what the hell's going on in my mind, he's going to be able to help me get through it. And then ever since that moment, it was always just a toss up of, you know, 
London being one of the people I hit up, Gormy, shout out to Gormy, Gormy being one of the people that I hit up. And I just need that ear. As long as I have that ear and that guidance to say, okay, well, if you kind of go through this way and see it from this angle, you'll be able to continue on the path that you're on and, and do better and be better. And I think that people need, you don't need someone to tell you, hey, this is what you need to do. You need someone who's going to shut up and listen to what the fuck is going on. And that's, that's a real reason. It's the talking. It's not so much what's going on inside your head. It's expressing it out into the world. It's holding that weight. You know, you could, you could be the strongest guy in the world. You hold a 20, town, a 20 pound dumbbell for, in your hand up in the air for fucking an hour. It's going to fucking hurt. I don't give a shit. You know, now think about your thoughts and your emotions all day, all day, every day, 365 days a week, sitting on your brain, in your conscious, eating at you. And you never talking about it. You're holding that 20 pound dumbbell every day, every day. Fuck that. Find somebody. It doesn't have to be a counselor. None of these guys in, in, in this conversation are any professional. No one's certified for anything. But nine times out of ten, I'll probably go to one of you four before anybody. That's an, I'd say that's an important statement right there. Is, uh, I've, I've, never met, I've never met these guys in right. person. I don't, you know, and we have this connection because they found a, we've found a way to trust each other. And with me, I'm very proud that I've had a lot of conversations with men to where they've opened up to me, friends or strangers, mm -hmm. and whether it got emotional and like, I don't know what it is about me. I think it's because I'm very honest about my life. So it's like, oh shit, if that guy can admit to this and, you know, put, you know, this and that, then maybe I can talk to him and understand like, look, I know you should be able to talk to your big brother, your sister, your dad, but not all of us have that. But you can find that love, that understanding from a stranger, and maybe you can even become friends with them. And don't don't shy away from that. You know, it's uh, there's there's love out there. There's good out there. You don't yeah. like believe it or not. And I'm I'm so grateful for the opportunity to connect with people like you because and to understand like I have a group of friends, right? Like a, a high school group of friends. We all play football together. There's a couple of them I can talk to about some real deep shit. The other two, I can't. We're not as close, and they're just not on that level. It doesn't make them bad people. or diff They're just on a different wavelength, and I'm no better than them, and they're no worse than me or whatever. It's just I, I can talk to him and him on some real deep shit, and we connect that way. And then the other friends, it's more about business, fun shit, and sports, and right. that's all good. And understanding that, and you might lose some people along the way, but you have to protect what's good for you. And I've also learned along the way is don't always do shit just to be kind. If it's not going to serve you and you're going to show up as not your authentic self, mm -hmm. like if you're having a bad day and somebody needs you, but you're going to show up and not really be that cool or in a bad mood, then why the hell are you going over there? Cause you're not really helping them. And then it makes you look bad. So right. be honest with them. And if, and tell them, look, I just can't do that right now. I got some own stuff going on. And if they end up not understanding that, then sometimes you might have to part ways because you're with yourself the most and you got to find out how to like yourself and then inspire yourself. And the beauty in is that we, we can continue to get better and why not find out what the hell you're made of. I love that. I don't think anyone in this room could have expressed that better. Honestly. No, no, that, that, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, actually if, with that being better and loving yourself, you will see, whether it be through your friends on social media or in real life, yeah, you will lose some friends like London said, but some might reach out. I, I had a guy here in my little small town of 200 hard-nosed blue-collar guys. After I started sharing my stuff on Instagram, he came to me. He's like, you say so you went to counseling? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. I gave him the number, gave him the address, 
shit, next time I was in the waiting room, he was there and I was just so happy to see him. And now Buddy is doing so much better for himself. He's not alone and he's not fighting this in his own head and he's just building a relationship with, with his daughter again. And like, I, I love seeing him flourish. And he, and he thanks me for it. I'm like, nah, man, it, it, definitely it was all him. He had to do it, but it's cool to be part of that encouragement or right. that idea that it's okay to do that. So that's that's been something pretty cool since being open and upfront with my I, shit. It's helped, helped others, so. No, I, I completely, I think that's, I think in the last, 50, last 10 years, it's happened so quickly. One of the most interesting perspectives, and this is, across the board this is not just a man thing this is also a woman thing which is right now with social media with instagram with filtering with all this stuff everyone puts on their best self on social media and because of it you then all of a sudden go wait their life looks so fantastic why is mine so fucked up wait wait what his life is fantastic why why it might and then you start to you think that my favorite my favorite thing is everyone thinks they're that special like you're the only fat person in the world and is struggling with weight you're the only person that deals with some negative thoughts oh my gosh you're so special and it's like just acknowledging the fact of like multiple people are dealing with the same situation just takes weight off of it. It's like, wait, oh, you deal with stress and anxiety issues. You, you use the bottle to deal with your stresses and you probably shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. That I thought I was the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just that alone takes so much off of people. Just acknowledgement of like not having that silver lining to everything. Guys, London, what's up? I would like to answer the one question about what would you say to somebody that was struggling? Oh yeah. That was, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, first and foremost, you're not alone. And to understand that I'm here for you. And if you're not ready to help yourself, help somebody else. Yes. And you'd be ama- amazed at how beneficial that is. And when I speak on podcast, uh, public speaking opportunity, um, making my trying to make this documentary or not trying making this documentary, when I speak and I tell my story, I heal. It's like going to a psychiatrist. It's just a whole lot cheaper. So I encourage you to like helping my sisters, helping a stranger, getting DM saying, man, I didn't commit suicide because I listened to your podcast. I started working out. I, I'm, uh, I eat better. I tried plant-based. I feel better all because you spoke. And remember folks, I'm not famous. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not rich. I haven't written a bestseller. I haven't won an Oscar. I'm just a guy just i'm a human being like you and in the end folks around the world we're all we all have a lot more in common than we don't have in common yeah man we're people we're we are the same we're, we're so much more the same than we are different and it's it's so crazy to think that we as humans deal with this stigma like david was saying that we're so special like we're not special you know there's there's so many more like us than there is not like us you know like it's sad that it took a, a, a social media platform to bring more people together to realize that they have kind of the same things going on. But at the same time, the same social media type platforms are dividing the same people apart. It's it's wild to me. But one of my favorite movements that is going on right now is the normalized movement. 
you know, whether it be normalized men's mental health, normalized regular bodies, normalized this, normalized that. I enjoy the normalized movement because I feel like the most regular people are now okay with sharing their regular life. You know what I'm saying? Like it, there's kind of this tide changing, okay? At least from my perspective where I stand that the filters are going to come down. The, this is what's going on in my life. This is what's really going on in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just going to post my victories. I'm going to post my defeats, which I preach all the time on my Instagram is I'd rather show you a thousand times how I failed than the one time I succeeded, you know, because there's going to be 150 people that failed the same exact way that I did, but there's going to be less people that won the same way that I did. Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. you, you follow that train of thought because the body positivity movement, right? The it's okay to be big at any, like you could be big and be healthy. Okay. Now I'm not all about the, the, you you know, you have to draw a line somewhere between massive obesity and morbid obesity and, and body positivity. But I am very into the fact of people going online and saying, Hey, look, I have stretch marks, you know, Hey, look, my skin flabs this way. Hey, look, you know, I don't, I have a muffin top when I put on my jeans, you know, that's cool to me. I like that. I want more of yeah. that. You know, it makes yeah. me feel more human. Hundred percent, John. That this movement is good, and you you bring up the, the the social media aspect of it, and I haven't been on social media long, like a year. Yeah. And not that account followers mean anything, but mine grew very rapidly. Right. I always wonder why, and I and sometimes I ask people, well, why, why, what do you think, and. There was, as you're real, like, if you look at my stuff, nothing's ever edited. It's me. Like, nothing's edited. There's no filter on anything. I mean, I might throw it in black and white every now and then because it looks badass, but it's it's as real as it's going to be. And, and I kind of, that goes back to the whole, I got to be truthful with my journey, with my journey through weight loss, with my journey through mental health. I have to be 100% truthful to hold myself 100% accountable. accountable. Yep. If no one likes that, you don't have to follow me. <laughs> I, I, I am just the regular guy. And I, I've, I, I've been rich, I've been broke, I've been everything in between, 600 yeah. pounds, now healthier than I've ever been. I, what can I say? But through all that, I was still a broken human being because I wasn't being truthful with myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still struggle every day. Like I made, I made a post about that today at different stages in my life. Happiest I've ever been. And the other day I was, I was right out of it and I needed to phone my counselor right away and just have an emergency meeting. And people would be like, well, why? Like you've lost over 300 pounds and you have a wife and a kid. And yeah, well, shit happens sometimes. Exactly. The mind's messy. Yep. It, yep. it, but it's okay, you know. Hell yeah, man. Uh, yeah. If weight loss is not like I know that we talk a lot. Obviously, we talk a shit ton about weight loss on this podcast. But just I I need to state it so it's out in the universe. Weight loss is not the only thing in the fucking world that is going to make you happy. There or at is, least, actually, to be honest, exactly. There is so much more to life than a number on the scale. Whether that number be going up, that number be going down anything like and 
chance that you know you just said it before you've been on you've been on social media platform doing what you're doing for about a year maybe less than a year what attracts me to fat chance trying on on instagram is that rawness that realness you know one of the first conversations that me and you had via dm was i told you straight up i see a lot of me when you talk you know when you post yeah. i see a lot of myself because we come from the same mentality of you have to be real. You have to talk about what's yeah. going on. If you don't, you're not actually helping anybody. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like London said before, I heal through helping. That's just always mm -hmm. been my nature. That's what makes me feel better because before I actually had the chance to ever fix me, I was the fixer of everybody else. I was the fat dude giving love advice when the fat dude was having a problem even locking down a date. You know what I mean? But I was ripping out love advice like I was Dear Abby. But and I was giving people, you know, regular real life advice. And I couldn't even fucking put together the pieces of the puzzle of my life to make it run the way I wanted to. It just makes me feel better to know that I can help someone, you know, and that's normal. It's normal for all of us. Now, we're, I do have a question because I also. Uh, on that kind of front, I, I, I do believe in like you can build yourself through the service of others. I think it's phenomenal. Um, where's that balance? Cause I think just like anything else, you can be vegan all you want, but if you're eating Oreos, 2000 Oreos a day, they're vegan, you're unhealthy. Like there's plenty of balance between where's that line you guys think of service of others, being able to support others to like kind of help you kind of navigate. And then also just like you're deflecting your own issues for the sake of serving others. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's important. Under, I think it's important to understand um, everybody's different. So you have the opportunity to create your own line. Mm -hmm. Some people can handle 70, 30. Some people need 50, 50 and a lot of facets of life. But if it comes, I just feel like if it gets to a point to where you're losing track of who you are and what's important to you, and you're not being um, as happy as you would like to be, you're not doing those little blueprint things that are good for you. It's time to take, take a step back and get back to what serves you. You know, and again, those people around you, those situation should be able to understand that. And if they can't understand that, it's time to find a new circle, new situations and new opportunities. And I do want to say one thing as well, back to the weight loss thing. Weight loss isn't everything, but your weight loss journey can be everything. Yes. Because to be able to find out what you're made of, hold yourself accountable and to be able to do something maybe you've never done before and to push yourself mentally and physically it's so therapeutic you guys ever been to the gym and been mad afterwards no. this is impossible <laughs> yeah like go to the gym go to the gym not saying crazy push yourself like you're training for mr olympia but go in there and get a good workout in i'm telling you you will have at least an hour of bliss afterwards and the more you can continue to do that and find out what you're made of and see those little progressions of how you're feeling your mood and the environment that you can find in a gym and meet some good people as well that journey the journey can be everything and you deserve to have everything. And I don't mean that as in things, I mean, love, joy, happiness. I think that's a, the mental health one. Uh, Chance, you're about to say something? No, man, I'm okay, just okay. sitting here <laughs> listening to Lemon like. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I go to this man when I'm in a dark place. It's, man. it's so interesting. Cause like, cause I think a lot of the struggle when it comes to articulating mental health is like almost everything else is so calculable. You, yeah. Are you financially literate? Show me your bank account. 
are you relatively healthy? What's, what's your pounds on the scales? What are, what is, what are all the different uh, medical st- uh, tests you're doing? Are they all normal? What is your relationship like? Do you have quality of the relationship? Do you not? They're like, do you have a relationship with your daughter or don't you? It's, it, they're very simple to articulate and to navigate. But when it comes to like the mental, mental health, are you feeling like a seven or a nine today? And like, how do you, how do you articulate it? Um, I think that makes a lot of the struggle. I absolutely love that. And I've been thinking about this recently, especially during last year, the quarantine, I've definitely, I've thought about stuff I've never thought about and uh, overall embraced that, but definitely had some dark thoughts I've never thought about before, but it comes to a point at what point do I feel like is something wrong with me? At what point do you know, do you find out, should I see a therapist? Should I go to a group? At what point do you know for, you know, do I have anxiety? Do I have PTSD? Am I suffering from depression? Am I bipolar, you know? And to have the courage to do that, to do the little bit of research online, it's, it's very scary, it's intimidating, you know? Or maybe it's just a bad spell, you know? Like, at what point do you feel like you need to seek therapy, you know? You know, can you afford therapy? What are alternative options, you know? It's a lot mm-hmm. to think about. It's, it's overwhelming, just saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not cut and dry as uh, stop eating, put yourself in a caloric deficit, go to the put gym. You, put yourself in a caloric yeah. deficit. You got this, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's so and much it, deeper than that. And it's not, and you know, I've never really looked into it, but when you've heard, you know, talk to people and heard things, you know, it's not cheap to go sit down and talk to a professional, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. No. <laughs> and thinking about money the way the world is, you know, the country is right now, you know, funds are tight for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, but again, what, what's so important with mental health is, for the vast majority of people, I mean, Chance, you've been in some pretty dark places. I think we, we all have. Like, I think one of the most impactful ways I've experienced a more quality of mental health is just articulating to someone that you trust what the fuck is going through your head. And it's like just being able to acknowledge it with someone is like what John was saying. It takes so much off of you because at least someone else can hear you and like you go, I'm not crazy. And like, I, th- I think there's something so impactful just with verbalizing things, just verbalize it out. Cause like, it's like almost like back to nutrition where it's like, when you have this urge of eating ice cream, as soon as you say out loud, do I want ice cream right now? Then you're like, no, no, I don't want ice cream right now. But it's like just acknowledging it, verbalizing it out. There's something so powerful in that. Yeah. yeah something about, you know, holding yourself accountable, you know? And having that honest conversation and coming, you know, leading with love towards yourself and not beating yourself up. Just be like, you know what? I know you really want a couple cold beers, some French fries and a double cheeseburger. But will after you eat that, is it going to be worth how bad you feel the next day just because you've been eating clean and then all of a sudden you're taking in the trash? And also, are you going to beat yourself up mentally for 24 hours? If you can handle feeling like crap for a little bit and not beating yourself up mentally, then live your life and find your balance and eat the cheeseburger. But if you're going to destroy yourself mentally, you need to be able to have an honest conversation with yourself, take that deep breath and say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to do that because it's not worth what I'm going to do to myself mentally. And I'm not you're not breaking yourself. You're just simply talking to yourself from a peaceful place and saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to make a good decision. And I guarantee you when you eat something better and you wake up the next day, you're going to be like, you know what? That was one little small win. And to remember, go for the micro, stay in the present one day at a time, one step right. at a time, especially now with the dynamics of our country, you know, let alone the world. If you want to be a comedian, Rich Roll said it the other day, just write down one joke for the day and you just won. 
one mm-hmm. little step at a time, folks. You can't, we can't turn into this all of a sudden. There's no quick fix. It is a be- enjoy this beautiful, somewhat sometimes slow process. And again, it's amazing how your life can change. No, I love that. And- uh, so what I actually wanted to really kind of dip our toe in really quick was um, some, so when we, when we say the word accountability, right, especially on here and, and you know, online, it has to do mainly with weight loss, right? But what are some ways that you can keep yourself accountable to your own mental health? Like, what are some tips and tricks that you guys have used, have given to others, kind of keep you on that path of, of not going backward and not finding yourself at the bottom of the rabbit hole again? Chance, we'll start with um, you if you have anything. Yeah, man, for, for me, mindfulness and awareness are two key factors. Being aware that stuff is going on. Um, I, I don't know how it is, like, if you're starting out and you're trying to figure out if you have stuff going on. But looking back when it was happening before and be like, okay, these are the patterns that are happening. I'm staying up later. I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm moody. I'm irritable. I'm shutting myself out. I'd say most people that deal with mental health kind of know what they're doing when they're, when I'm not talking to anybody, I know I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not just doing it. I'm making a point in my head to do it. So being aware of that and being like holding yourself accountable helps. Also back to just getting it out. Once it's out there, it's a consistency with just talking to people makes it easier. Oh yeah. What about yeah. you, London? Some, some accountable tips. Uh, I, it's, you know, we're finding out what your blueprint is. You know, for me, it's waking up and making my bed every day. I already completed one goal and everything I try to do, I try to do it with pride. So I make that bed as best as I can. And I'm going to get in the gym because it's so therapeutic for me. And it allows me to hold myself accountable, especially with me being in a position to not, you know, being an entrepreneur, not having much family or parents. And it's a, it's a way for me to check myself each day and be like, all right, dude, what are you made of? What are you going to bring to the table today? And nobody's going to know if you worked out hard or not, but you're going to know. And can you look yourself in the mirror? And that translates to life. The more you can build up your body and your mind, the more you can handle shit when life throws stuff at you, because life's not going to stop for any of us. Good things don't always happen to good people. Bad things don't always happen to bad people. I got my nutrition dialed in for me, what works for me. And believe it or not, I've realized that cooking is very therapeutic for me. It helps my mental health. You know why? Because you have to be present. You got two things going and you're cooking. You can't think about anything else. You're thinking about not overcooking this, seasoning this perfectly. And it's something that brings me to my mom because she taught me how to cook. It's good memories and it just makes me happy. And it's also a great way to show love towards other people. You know, Mm -hmm. so those things are part of my blueprint. And I'm telling you, just whether you don't want to be in the gym, do something to be active. I'm asking, walk, run, dance, you know, bike, ice skate, skateboard, just do something that allows you to move. And it's amazing how just great that is for you. You know, again, doctors now, if you're suffering from depression, they recommend you do something active at least three times a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, cause my, mine would always be like, when someone's in a goofy position, my favorite thing to do is, okay, what are your passions? What do you just enjoy doing? Yeah. Like if, if you got, if you got paid to do it or not, what is some, is it golf? Actually, most people hate golf because it's, God, it's so frustrating. I love, I love golf. golf to death, but I hate it at the same time. Um, but whatever it is to you, 
um i mean when you're in canada it's probably uh it's probably bobsledding or (laughs) whatever it may be it's curling curling it's curling but like whatever it is that like you can just humbly say you know what when i'm doing this i just feel good now obviously drinking and stuff like that when you you gotta be mindful of it but like whatever it is sometimes there's nothing wrong so you know what when i'm horseback riding i just feel good don't do it twice a week just do yeah. it and like whatever. There's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, this is going to make me feel good. And when you're feeling good, you can ask yourself the deeper questions. You can do these things and not let it hit you so hard. Um, so I always talk about just like being able to do some feel good moments. And I think a lot of that stems from right now, we're kind of in the age of the entrepreneur, right? Especially on a, on an online standpoint. That's a lot, a lot of what you see on social media is people becoming entrepreneurs, people pushing their own self-worth you have to be able to separate your hobby from, from what's going to make you money. Your, your hobby doesn't always have to make you money. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Like you're allowed to do something that makes you happy and the reward be happiness. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the line, somewhere within the last five to 10 years, we as men lost track of that. And, and women too, I think it's I, Americans I, too, yeah. um, to be honest. Your hobby does not have to make you a dollar. Mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't. The only thing your hobby has to do is keep you happy. You know, this, this podcast is a hobby for me. It's a hobby for David. This makes me feel good when I do this. I love bringing people on. I love being able to express shit like this. I love talking about the hard shit that nobody wants to talk about. Again, like London said before, the healing, that's awesome for me. You know, it, it horseback riding, like you said before, horseback riding doesn't have to fucking make you money. I'm no terrified of horses, guys. I'm just kidding. I don't do horseback riding. Oh, all right. Well, there goes my whole tangent. So, thanks. <laughs> we gotta laugh a little bit on this show. <laughs> it's, a, it's over now. It's, <laughs> no, hundred percent. Actually, I think it's a chance. I don't know if this is a Canadian thing or not, but I do think there is this overworking mentality in America that's really not good. Like Canada, or I think Europe's a little too far the opposite direction, where basically no one does anything other than what they want to do. Canadians I are think... hardcore as fuck, right? <laughs> when I die and come back, I want to come back Canadian. I always say <laughs> that. I don't know why. <laughs> um, no, there's that's it's the same mentality up here. Work work yourself to death. But it's it's weird that you're talking about the hobbies not making you money because high school. We were always told, find a job you love and you'll never work a work day in your day. life. And everyone seems to like try to do that. And when they don't do that, they become not happy and they yep. become depressed and they become miserable like I did yeah. <laughs> because nothing I was doing was fulfilling. I've had these conversations with, with my wife and with my counselor and it's like, you don't need to do something to make you fulfilling 24 seven, you need to go out there, work your nine to five, make that money. So you can come home on the weekend and then fulfill yourself. Yeah. But like, obviously in, in a healthy way. Right. And for me, that's, that's a lot of the struggle because like, I, I always wanted to do something that would make me happy. And there's not, I, I don't know. I think a person has to find a balance there. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we're, we're, we're not going to go all out and be, you know, movie stars and actors like i mean hell that'd make me super happy i think that'd be fun but <laughs> it's just kind of un- unattainable to speak sometimes so right. you, you got to find that balance in your life with you know 
value yourself, value your time. What are you worth? At the end of the day, you still have to provide. So still got to live in reality. Like that's exactly. Yes. yes sunshine exactly. and rainbows. I wish we all could not have to work a manual labor job and everyone could just hold hands and sing kubaya. But guess what? That doesn't make my MacBook. And I really want a MacBook. Right. Like, <laughs> and like, we can't just be this naive people of like, oh yeah, if you don't love what you do, like, why would you do it? Well, you can, you can be like, you know what? It, I work my 40 hour work week so I can hang up my family and do this, this and this provide. I think it is a dangerous mental game where like this disacknowledgement of a reality of like, oh yeah, let's just all hold hands. And like, it's just going to work. It's like, mm, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds great. How does that, how does that work in reality? I don't know. Right. But, um, but it's about a bit odd, been about an hour already. It's, it's crazy to think it started off frictional, oh, wow. but like, how are we going to navigate into this? And like, okay. I think we've gotten a little good flow going. Sadly, it's, no, I, I, I feel like this was a real example of breaking down that wall of talking about mental health, mm -hmm. about men talking with each other about mental health. I think this was the prime example that the people needed to hear um, we are going to wind it down, but before we do, uh, usually we end the podcast with the three questions and going back and talking to yourself. We're not going to go back and talk to ourselves today, but I am going to ask you guys to give three solid pieces of advice from a mental health standpoint, uh, talking solely to the men listening to this podcast, uh, chance we'll start with you, you know, three solid pieces of advice that have to do with mental health and how to, you know, get rid of that stigma. If it's someone who's, you know, not ready to talk, how to kind of guide them through. Uh, yeah. Be accountable to yourself. Admit your truth. Like, admit that you have a problem. Admit your shit. Once you do that, man. And just because you ask for help doesn't make you less of a fucking man. I am the manliest mother around this place and <laughs> I ask for help on the daily. I, I've worked the most brutal manliest jobs you can stereotypically think of and I'm okay with that shit. So you're, you're, you're not any different than me. Ask for help. It, don't feel ashamed about it. London, what about you? I'd say, you know, be intentional and allow it to be an opportunity for you to find out the other side. You're in a dark place, you're lost, you're angry, you don't know what's going on. For once in your life, find out what you're made of. Why not? You're already in a dark place. See, see what the light's like and take one little step forward. You know, I encourage you, prioritize your health. You can do it on your own. You don't have to spend money on a trainer, but there are amazing people out there and coaches that you can find and help. But to prioritize your health, through nutrition that works for you, a lifestyle that works for you, an activeness that works for you. And to continue to understand that you're not alone and there's people out there that are willing to listen, that are willing to help, and they just might be a stranger. Guys, I want to uh, personally thank you both for etching out some time today for this podcast. Um, and I really want to thank you guys for making yourselves available to talk about the things that guys don't normally want to talk about. So thank you guys. Um, before we end chance, plug yourself, plug whatever you're doing, where can people find you? How can they get in touch with you? Uh, fat chance trying 
Instagram. That's the only social I use. I try to answer all the DMs. Sometimes, you know, you got to have that balance with yourself and, you know, not, not, not everyone gets to, and I do apologize for that. I do kind of wrestle with that guilt a little bit, but talking with farming, he's like, you know what? Time. That's your time. So he, dad's yeah. teaching me a lot, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. And uh, yeah, currently going up and down 10 pounds and just trying to work through that and keep going down. So that's where I love I'm at. It, bro. Thank you. Thank you, Chance, for being on today. You bet, London, please. plug yourself, plug your stuff. Where can we find you? Uh, Instagram's my favorite. Um, it's London Bro. And then uh, in my bio, you have a link for my fitness app, Playbook, where I have nine different programs. I have a nutrition guide. I have a, a, 20, a 20 recipe cookbook that I created that they're my own recipes. It's a step-for-step how to cook it, all the ingredients. It's plant-based. And you can try my app and get an all-excess pass for one month for only $1. Nice. I encourage you to try it. You can direct message me. There's random workouts. Um, you can. Uh, there's a timer for each workout. There's a description for each workout. And it's a great way for me to connect with people all over the world. So again, you can train with me anytime, anywhere for only $1 for the month. I just encourage you to try it out. But more importantly, if you're out there and you're struggling, DM me. I will try to help you. And if I can't, I will, put you, I will point you in the right direction. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Well, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart to all of you guys in this room, I love you guys. I don't think that that's said enough. So I definitely do. I love all three of you guys. Thank you again. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the accountable life group podcast. Please, 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 please. I don't ask this ever, but please rate us, leave a review. Um, the website's now launched. So please visit us at www.accountablelifegroup.com. Uh, you can join us. (laughs) (laughs) I dig you a can, chance. You can join us every single Wednesday night at 8:30 Eastern Standard Time for our absolutely free community call. We accept new members every week and we would love to meet you. Uh the Accountable Life Journal is now live, active, and for sale on Amazon.com. So give that a look through. And uh, uh David, I think I hit it all. Did I hit it all? Are we I done? think you hammered out of the park. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, Great. stay beautiful, stay sexy, stay accountable, and have a lovely Friday. Totals.